Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by BlackRifleCoffee.com. Put down the water and grab a fucking drink. drink, 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 drink. Sports, 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 sports. I find before I do something, I just like to say it out loud what I'm doing, which is uh, when you go on dates, it's kind of weird because they don't necessarily know you're about to make a move. Right. And I'm just like, sex. And they're like, whoa, excuse me, sir. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's tame it down. Sex, beach, beach, beach. And it's like, wait, are you screaming out things you want me to do or something you're going to do on yourself? And it's like, look, this dick, exactly. this dick so, isn't going to suck itself. So it's either you or me. Let's make a, yeah. let's make a snap decision here. I got a question for you, D'Anthony. Yeah, let's, you, let's hear it. You, you and I were together uh, over the weekend enjoying sports, sports, and sports yeah. together. Who made more money? The 65 to 1 horse? Uh, country house at the Kentucky Derby or whoever left the Starbucks cup on the table of Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Uh, and we'll get I'll, I'll let you tell this story in a second because we were actually at a horse track here in Texas uh, watching. The, <laughs> we were. And, we, we went to the track and bet yeah. with the people and uh, yep. it was chaos. And what, what, when that got overturned, there was a guy and the fucking audience who had fucking placed a bet on him. I don't know how much it was for. I don't know if I would have told anybody if I was him, but I know that horse was 65 to 1. Um, yeah. Vegas just got butt-fucked. Uh, oh, they, they got creamed. They got absolutely creamed by that. Look, I'm a, I'm a huge uh, horse racing fan. I've been in the Kentucky Derby. I love it, man. I've always wanted to go back. Um, but it's one of those things where, you know, you want to be older so you can go and dress up and do the fucking parties and do all the shit. Um, yep. my, pa- my grandparents used to take me as a kid uh, to a track in Atlantic City. So I, I kind of grew up around it. I, I, man, I was probably going with them when I was like eight years old. And before you freak out that my grandparents were like fucking track people, you know, with like fedoras and non-on cigars, totally was not that at all. My grandfather was retired and he would bet $2 on a horse. Like it, it was more or less just to kind of get out of the house type of thing. Um, but you know, I was a kid and I spent the summers, you know, with them in New Jersey. So it was a fun thing to do. And we would go and they would let me at like, you know, eight, nine years old, put $2 on a horse. And if I won, then they would give me the money and I would get to bet on the next horse and all that stuff. And it was an awesome thing. So I kind of grew up around it. I enjoy watching the Kentucky Derby. I have seen disqualifications before in my life. I've never seen it at the Kentucky Derby, and it's never happened in the history of the race for one reason. There's too much fucking money on the goddamn race from around the world. Uh, They actually stop every race that goes on in every track around the world for 20 minutes, and everybody bets on the Derby, and that's kind of the thing, right? With that much money on the line, to attempt to overturn a horse I mean, millions and millions of dollars are switching hands, especially one that's 65 to one versus the other horse that got disqualified. Um, maximum security was the favorite. So that was a four to one horse. Great. If the favorite wins, nobody ever bets on the favorite. Uh, then that means Vegas wins and fuck everybody, right? The exact yeah. opposite happened and Vegas got fucked and a bunch of people always bet on the long shots just to do it. Um, 
And man, the chaos that ensued was just fucking bananas. But I, I will say this, man, after looking at the replay, I actually think they got it right. So, you know, for the nightmare that all of this was and that race was and, and everything else that went on, I actually think the right call was made. Um, the bitch part of it is if, if people are going to bitch about that and bitch about uh, them overturning it, in order to overturn a, like a, a winner like that, the horse, the horse's jockey has to protest. In this case, Country House, the, the, the long shot that won, they protested and so did another horse called uh, Will of War or War of Will. War um, of Will, yeah. Yeah, War of Will. Both of those jockeys both contested that, that maximum security that their horse had come off the rails and cut off the other horse impeding their movement and all of that shit. So it wasn't just one horse, it was two. When you watch the replay, to me, I think they got it right. Um, to me, it made it more exciting to me because you never see shit like that. Is it a bitch move? Maybe. I mean, the, the track conditions were super muddy, and uh, it, was, it was tough sledding out there at the Kentucky Derby. But as a, look, as a fan of horse racing and everything else, um, I enjoyed it, and I, and I think they got the right call. What were your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, it is what it is, right? You, it, it's funny as a fan. Would you rather have uh, – I guess it depends on what kind of attitude do you have. Do you have like the Cubs wait till next year attitude or do you have the Browns uh, like cognitive dissonance? Uh, this is like we're a con- contender this year and that's never true. Or, or are you, I guess, are you hopeful or are you like kind of a dick? Um, are you arrogant or whatever it is? Like what makes you happy in the sport? Is it the craziness of the sport or is it who wins or loses? Like are you financially invested? Personally, I like the chaos. You know me. Yeah. Uh, of course I love this was my favorite Kentucky Derby ever because we were sit, <laughs> like people people get super anxious and excited about stuff and that's super interesting to me so we're sitting there in that room there's probably what three or four hundred people in there yeah and so what was the name of the track because we're in San Antonio God, we went I don't to even remember dude Retima I think it was called the, like Retima track or, or something like that that sounds right yeah it was about 15 miles outside the city total shithole they were not prepared for this many people betting on the Derby and we got our bets in at the last second and, and it just, it was a fucking shit show there, but it was, look, it's, it's a blast. They call it what the most exciting two minutes in, in sports. And it's true. Yep. You watch it and you're like, holy fuck, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but when, 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 you know, we went inside the room and there was 400 people in there and you're cheering along and everybody was like, no way this will get overturned. And I was like, I, I turned to you and I go, I don't know, man. We're on like 15 minutes now. They wouldn't over. You usually know within five, five minutes, 10 minutes tops, especially at a race of that magnitude, whether or not something happened. When they went into that 20 minute mark, I turned to you and I was like, I think this is getting overturned. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Uh, it's, and there was a guy in the, in the audience, like I said, who he won when it got turned over. Yeah. That's uh, like for me, the buildup. All the anxiety. The only pro, the only uh, thing that I didn't like was that I, there weren't a lot of people around who had won with the original winner who ended up losing because that would have made it all perfect for me. If I could have seen someone's hopes and dreams dashed right in front of me, 
that would have been great but still chaotic still very exciting i enjoyed it very much yeah and and there was a bunch of people actually who had winning tickets there that went bug fuck and it was great and uh yeah man now look it's it's a blast i want to go back in person again i've only gone one time to the derby i sat on the infield i was like you know fucking super poor and in college and you look you look you can go and get fucked up all day long and literally sit against the the goddamn gate uh, right when the horses pass by you at the finish line. Um, but I want to go and dress up and do the whole thing, and I want to gronk out, dude. I want to I want to rage yeah, with a suit we'll, on, get we'll sweaty. We'll do it next year. Yeah, I, I'd love to, man. I'd love to because um, it's a really, really fucking fun time, and it's it's all day, and people get super fucking wasted at that thing. Um, so but, we should just go to the area and uh do a drinker bros live show somewhere around there on friday and then saturday we'll just get fucking wrecked all day that'd be great up in up in louisville um yeah man that'd be or lexington i'm sorry uh that would be a fucking blast man um let's do it i'm dead. back to your question though who made more money the 65 to 1 <laughs> horse or the person who put that Starbucks cup in the Game of Thrones set, I think probably the Starbucks cup person, <laughs> to be honest. I read, I read the article. That's it, hilarious. You're, look, you're in marketing, obviously. Um, you're a champion in that arena. So I, read a, I read an article this morning that said that they would value that at $20 million worth in advertisement. Would you say that's fair? Yeah. Uh, I mean... I don't. I didn't uh, catch exactly how long it was on the screen, and I don't know what the ratings for this show is. But I know uh, two things: one, that it's the most popular show on television, so it's probably doing. Uh, it's I the high. What, it's like the ten, highest rated show in the world right now. So it's got to be between eight and ten million viewers live when it comes More, out. More. I, I want to say eight. Eighteen was their eighteen and a half somewhere in there live. Um, yeah, but that's probably including streaming and everything, right? It could be plus three. Like now they're doing plus seven. It's it's hard with streaming. Yeah. I know this. It's the most watched television show in the world currently. So basically, you're talking about uh, somewhere between fifteen and twenty million impressions. Um. So yeah, I mean, a dollar per impression is and pretty I, goddamn good, dude. I mean, shit. Usually, you you measure that on CPM, which is cost per mill, which is cost per one thousand impressions. Right. And that's like fucking. Uh, I mean, if you pay like a three to seven dollar CPM, which in this case would have been way the fuck more money than twenty million dollars. I mean, that's that's a huge amount of advertising right there, particularly when it's causing conversation that becomes a secondary and tertiary effect in social media. Like it's blowing up all over the fucking place. So I, I think twenty million is probably a little low. Yeah, five, look, five out of the top ten trending topics on Twitter were Starbucks, Starbucks Cup. Starbucks. Yeah, I mean, it was it was insane. Um, I, look, I don't. I'm probably the only person on, on the face of the planet who doesn't watch Game of Thrones. But even even I, you know, fuck, heard about it a million times from people. And a lot of people hit me up and they were like, "Hey, man, how is this possible on a on a film set?" Um, look, there's uh, there's there's one of two things, right? First of all, the actors are given uh, sides. So you have these sides, which is basically basically a miniature version of the script. They're about the size of the palm of your hand, and they're for that for that scene specifically. And you usually are studying up till you know the the very last second, and then you hide your sides on you. Um, you know, you you wad them up, put them in your pocket, a, a sport coat, whatever you're wearing, blah blah blah. Uh, it would be more likely that there would be sides out. 
Um, coffee. Coffee is another thing. When you're when you're on these long, long shoots like this, you're constantly drinking coffee. I know those guys got put through hell shooting this last season of this, so the coffee part doesn't surprise me. What does surprise me is this. You have a team of people, probably on a shoot like that, seven or eight continuity people who are constantly looking at the lens, looking at uh, the wardrobe and what's what's on the tables and, and what the actors are wearing or holding or if there's anything in their teeth, shit like that. I don't know on a production of that scale how somebody didn't see a fucking Starbucks coffee cup on a medieval time set. I, I yeah, I mean, I could see, I could see like uh, uh, Amelia Clark having it in her hands under the table, maybe, and she just sat, sat it up there. But someone would catch that, especially because that would only happen if it was right before, uh, right before the director said action when he was getting everybody quiet, right. and the the fucking QC people would immediately see that because that's like one of the times where you're most, uh, most on guard for that kind of stuff because actors shift around. And move their one something from one hand to the other, and all that bullshit. You're like, no, put that back in your right hand. That's where it was before. Uh, it's got to be somebody who was on the set right before action, and someone who probably walked off the set or was involved in that QC team or something. I don't know, man. Yeah. So look, the executive producers released a statement this morning saying, "Look, uh, we have a team of people, you know, that do this, and continuity people, and all this shit. We don't know how this passed through them, and they're super talented." They said nothing about the 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 actors or the actress in that scene, uh, which is very telling to me. But um, look, either somebody got paid to put it there or left it there, or it's just a colossal mistake. Either way, right? You shoot that, and then you go to post production. A show like Game of Thrones has so much CGI that you could digitally remove that cut pretty goddamn easily in post. I don't know how I don't know how the editors missed it. Like it's super strange to me. HBO released a statement saying this morning that that they digitally have removed it from the show, so it won't air in the reruns and blah 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 blah. I know this is a sports show, but we've been hit up with this question a million times, so I figured I'd answer it. Um, I don't know the real answer, and I don't know if, if we'll ever get the real answer behind it. Uh, I I would imagine if it was Homegirl's fault afterwards. She'll probably cop cop to it and say because it's not that big of a deal. It happens, man. Uh, continuity. No, if it was errors. if it was one of the actors, for sure they'll 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 most of the time step up and protect the crew from taking heat. Yeah. So um, I, I look. Eventually, the real story of this will come out. But it was pretty hilarious to see it in Game of Thrones, and a lot of people. And, and Dan, you watch this show more than I do because uh, you know some of these. A lot of these prop bets are on mybookie.com, and we've talked about this earlier. Yep on episodes past where you can bet on people dying in game of thrones. So everybody lives and dies at this shit, you know, every single week you're, you're one of those people included. A lot of people yesterday had said that this was par for the course of the season. A lot of people are ants what's going on in the season and they felt the season was lazy anyways. And this was just another fucking thing to add to it. I, you could speak on that more than I could, but, uh, I mean, it's it's a show centered around uh, drama and chaos for the most part. Um, I, I get it that people feel like it's slowing down, but it's coming to the end, and that's what things do when they come to the end. They slow down. You don't, uh, you know. So, I, I don't think in series like that you sprint to the finish line. It's, look at look at uh, how every like the the way The Sopranos did it, for example. There was drama all the way through the end of the last season. And there's that final scene where they're sitting at the the table in the diner yeah. and somebody walks in and you don't know if it's a fucking hitman or one of Tony's friends or some shit. 
Um, so they set themselves up by continuing to uh, go hard drama-wise and action-wise all the way up to the last scene where you get left with this last scene of the last episode that's just like really underwhelming in my opinion yeah i think you, what game of thrones is trying to do is answer questions right now yeah you know it's funny man with the sopranos one i remember exactly where i was when that happened and when it when it happened i was pissed i was pissed about it for probably two years um it came back on television and i watched it again the final episode and i actually dug it two years later but uh when that happened i fucking screamed my my dick and balls off yet that was another prop bet in vegas you could bet on whether tony was going to get whacked or not and that was another thing that you know you don't really know uh since look since we are sp- sponsored by mybookie.com uh you can type in the promo code uh, drinking bros to double your deposit from 100 all the way to $3000 and there is game of thrones prop bets Let's start with this since we did this conversation. Who do you, because this is one of the prop bets on my bookie right now. Who do you think is, is next to get killed? Oh, man. I mean, I, I can't really say without giving up spoilers, and it's too soon. Like, the show just came out Sunday, and it's only Tuesday. But uh, well, well, the bets are up now on my bookie. So whether or not yeah. you're watching the show or not, they're there. The prop bets are already up for next week. Yeah, so if you don't want to see the... Uh, if you haven't watched the latest episode yet, maybe don't look at those prop bets yet. Go, uh, go watch the show first. But honestly, as the entire last two seasons has really been coming down to a battle between some combination or diffusion even of the North and Daenerys versus Cersei and her fucking whole deal. Um, Who, who's your money who, on? As far as who's going to die next... Um, Man, I I don't think they can. Uh, I, honestly, I think there's going to be either Sansa or Daenerys dies next for big characters. Okay. Um, because I don't think you're going to end up with an all female struggle at the very end. Um, just because it doesn't, it wouldn't make sense for how the rest of the show was written. So, uh, John's probably not going to die. So it's got to right. be one of those other two because there's a lot of conflict going on there. Look, what about the Drake curse with uh, Arya? That's funny. Uh, I mean, a lot of people are talking she, about that online. I, yeah, she's been making her way down that list, and she's become even more murderous this season than she was before. So uh, there's one glare, or two actually, two glaring names left on her list, and they're both in King's Landing, and she's headed there. Uh, so, I mean, shit. Well, that there's a looks, good chance she's going to get schwacked. Yeah. A lot of people are throwing money on that on mybookie.com. I can tell you that much right now. Uh, talk to them earlier. We have another call with them Friday. Um, quick note here before we get into the, the, the show, uh, we look, we've, we've talked about mybookie.com on the show a lot. They were our chief sponsor for this year. Um, we did very, very well this last year. Um, the show was originally supposed to end the sports show right after March madness. Um, we've, they've continued with us. We've continued with them. Uh, we've also asked you on, on Facebook on Drinking Bro Sports, which is a, a private group. Join and talk shit, bet with us or against us, all that shit. Uh, we've also been talking to DraftKings, and uh, we're going to be doing something with them during the NBA Finals. we kind of like to hear from you. Hit us up on Facebook and let us know if you like DraftKings or MyBookie more. And the sports show is, is obviously you know, going to keep continuing. However, you know, the sponsors will depend on you um, because we do this 
because of you guys and because you listen to the show. And uh, we, Dan and I personally love to bet on everything um, just because it's fun, including driving out to that shithole track in San Antonio um, just to bet Ugh. on the can. We, we bet on one race and then we left. That's yeah, how it was bad. That's how much of a junkie we are because we wanted to see it in person. There's some of these things you want to see in person and bet in person and put hard money down and then look the guy in the eyes and say, fuck you, dude. That was one of them. Um, but, you know, it's kind of up to you. So hit us up on, on Facebook on Drinking Bro Sports and let us know if you if you prefer my bookie or DraftKings or something else. And uh, and we'll try to hook that up. But we're we're staying through this, man. Um, and it's great. Uh, my bookie is stuck with us surprisingly after just crushing them this year um so we'll see we kind of we have a lot of options right now but we we want to we want to kind of leave it up to you because you know dan looking at the calendar man i can't believe it's may we're we're three months away from fantasy football yeah we're getting close we're getting close and uh yeah i would uh you know we've all dabbled around at DraftKings here and there i like the uh i like the idea of being able to start over every day because when if you miss a day it doesn't really affect anything i like that kind of stuff so uh i would be that that's the kind of insight and opinions i want to hear from you guys yeah whenever you write in so yeah this anything like that like how it how it interacts with the cadence of your average day or or how it helps you inter- interact with the rest of the drinking bros group and community and shit like that we want to hear about that stuff yeah and I, look i love DraftKings because you can again like you said you can start over on a new day i like my boogie because you can bet you can gamble on actual games and point spreads and all that shit so both are great. Um, I don't know if there's a world where they both exist, but who knows? Um, either way, we want to hear from you. So, so let us know what you think, and then we'll try to, we'll try to structure, structure it uh, for that um, for the fall. Because, again, fantasy football is right around the corner. You know we're fucking junkies. Uh, and right now, dude, you, know, you can bet with us or against us uh, on mybookie.com. Promo code Bros doubles your deposits from 100 to 3,000. Uh, lots to bet on right now with the NBA playoffs heating up. NHL, Carolina just squeezed through. Um, super amped about that. And uh, join us on that. Uh, next up, we got BlackRifleCoffee.com. D'Anthony, why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, Black Rifle Coffee is a premium small batch roast-to-order veteran-owned and operated coffee company. It's a coffee club of the month. The subscription service is the best best value they got, man. It's, uh, you know... We're all members and have been for several years now. The reason we did that is because we wanted to uh, expose ourselves to what the club was like and then build it around exactly what we as cons- consumers wanted. And that's why the feedback is so important. They've uh, Black Rifles now hired like an additional 10 people that are specifically dedicated customer service agents for the coffee club. So that is your best option. You get about 20% off free shipping access to new uh new content new deals new products it's great yeah love love blackriflecoffee.com uh type in the promo code sports for 20 percent off at blackriflecoffee.com next up we get ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros love 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 the ghost bed man a lot of people t- taking pics with the ghost bed so, dude somebody sent in a picture of their hot ass girlfriend on the ghost bed just saying yeah. And they were just like, yo, man, about to book later. And I was like, man, I get it, dude. There's nothing like having clean, clean sex on a, on a nice, fresh ghost bed right out the box. Um, and congrats for you for pulling that, 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 that type of ass. That's quality, my man. Uh, and I, I, will, I will thank you and cherish you for sending me that photo. Can't post it on ghost bed, um, but uh, I wish we could. I wish we <laughs> could. 
Uh, go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today. Get yourself a mattress. 15% off to anybody who's military or first responder, man. Forever. Like that deal lives in there forever. I know, I know there's deals all the time, but uh, that, that deal lives in there forever. And that's a big savings there. Uh, if, you're, if you're a regular human like myself, $100 off the classic, $200 off that Ghost Lux, and that motherfucking adjustable base fucking bundle package, dude, is $7.99. You really want one of those, don't you? Oh, you have no idea. I th- I'm thinking about, da- <laughs> I, I, I have a California king because I'm a tall drink, obviously. Big yeah. man, you know? I'm thinking about downsizing to a king just so I can get that fucking thing. Um, <laughs> I, dude, I just, I saw it. I, like, I know what happens. Yeah. You've got the remote control and the USB ports and all that shit. Uh, also 36 months, no interest pays you go program. No one on the internet is doing that right now. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Today we are doing some big things with them starting June 1st. Uh, and then last but not least, we got expressvpn.com forward slash drinking bros. They're back, dude. This look, Dan, you know, I know there's fucking people trying to snake our goddamn info all the time. And yeah, big time. Uh, ExpressVPN is, dude, simple security app. Runs in the background of your computer, laptop, iPhone, all that shit. Uh, keeps out hackers, man. Um, man, I, dude, I had a fucking, I told you, an Amazon account jacked uh, yeah. a, couple, a couple months ago on a brand new computer. And I was like, fuck you, dude. Um, but I, I didn't put, I didn't have, that was the one computer, obviously. I didn't have ExpressVPN in yet because I just got the goddamn thing. Uh, they're back on the show. They're better than ever. Um, go to expressvpn.com uh, forward slash drinking bros right now. $7 a month. That's it. Uh, you sign up for the year package. You get three free months at expressvpn.com uh, forward slash drinking bros. You use them, Dan. How prevalent is that in your work? Um, What do you mean? What, how prevalent is what exactly? Fucking hacking and people trying to get into your shit. Like, I know you do all the marketing well, and everything. Like, yeah, I people mean. People are just trying to take your data just to find out who you are and sell you shit, right? Yeah, uh, data like that is really important. Um, most of it is anonymized in the marketing uh, realm, but the problem is all these offshore people that don't have any kind of compliance laws like we do. And then, of course, there's your actual private data, uh, which ExpressVPN also protects. Like if you're if you're doing banking on your mobile devices or on your uh, your desktop or laptop, you need to fucking have something on there to protect yourself. Uh, it's just like you can't deal with that shit right now because. Uh, like I, you and I both manage our investment accounts, like everything from our, yeah, from I don't, our I don't hire out for phones. shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we manage all this shit from our own devices. If you don't have some kind of protection on there, you're going to get butt fucked at some point. Don't get butt fucked. Express yep. VPN. That's your yeah. official slogan. It should be dude. Don't get butt fucked. Uh, expressvpn.com forward slash drinking bros. Uh, again, three free months, brothers, three free months at them. Uh, and it's only seven bucks a month. It's awesome. Uh, let's get into the banger uh, of the show, shall we? I want to start with this yeah. uh, Cowboy Cerrone fight on Saturday night. Yeah. I en- I enjoyed it. It was exciting. A lot of people on the show ask us why we don't talk about UFC as much as we do everything else. I'll tell you what. I look as much as I like Cowboy Cerrone, watching him fight isn't terribly exciting. I would love to see him go against a Conor McGregor or somebody like that. Um, you know, he outpointed this guy, won by decision, and, and it was fine. The rest of the undercards were kind of boring. I love MMA. I love. I mean, dude, there was a knockout in Bellator. Did you see that knockout in Bellator? But that yeah, guy, dude, this 
spinning around and shit. That was one of the greatest things of all time. Um, unfortunately, it, you're not going to see that out of a, a Cowboy Cerrone type guy. No, I mean, it's uh, the UFC is definitely, and, and it's not through any fault of Dana's for sure, because I know what kind of fighter Dana likes. Like, And he will openly say that if a fight was boring or not, he doesn't give a fuck. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I was standing outside of the, uh, of the Palms one day after one of the UFC Contender Series fights, and one of the guys who had won uh, walked, I was standing there talking with Dana, one of the guys uh, that had won that night walked over to him and he goes, hey, how'd you like that fight? Knock that guy out, right? And he goes, and Dana was like, yeah, after you clawed him in the eyes three times, like just straight to the guy's <laughs> face. It was funny <laughs> as shit. And I'm just standing there like stone-faced as I usually am, but I, I think I might have smiled a little bit because that was super funny. <laughs> at any rate, <laughs> at any rate, through no fault of their own, the UFC has become, uh, it, it's like developed all these risk-averse fighters, and it's not new. I mean, uh, George St. Pierre was like that too. He was boring as fuck. He's yeah. the most boring fighter of all time by far. Uh, and, you know, a win is a win, I guess. Like, if they incentivize knockouts, like, hey, you're, we're, this is, a, you know, a $10 million purse fight uh, for the winner, $3 million for the loser. Uh, if the winner knocks out the winner, or the winner knocks out the loser, there's another $2 million purse or some shit like Ooh, that. Ooh, I like that a lot. I think that would be yeah. real goddamn exciting because then everybody knows, right? I remember yep. when uh, Alex Rodriguez was was trying to go for Hank Aaron's record for home runs and yeah. he got bonuses at like 650, 700, 715, all that shit. And I was like, man, yep. this next home run is worth a million fucking dollars. That was yep. rad to me. I would love to see that clause. Um, How fucking cool would that be? Whew, man, that would be amazing, man. Because then everybody's trying to go for knockouts. I mean, $2 million is enough to change your life. Uh, that would be pretty fucking spectacular. My thing is this, man. I, I don't know what Conor McGregor's doing. I mean, you know, he said he retired, and then he might not be yeah. retired, and then he wants to fight and not want to fight. I, look, he's the most exciting guy in the sport. Um, that, that's bad for your sport when he's not fighting. I'd put Khabib at number two. Um, Khabib isn't fighting. He hasn't fought in a long goddamn time either. Uh, let's start putting these guys in there two or three times a year, sprinkling yeah. it out and, uh, and seeing these, these superstars fighting who are, you know, yeah. gen- going to knock somebody out or some fucked up shit's going to happen. Like that's Didn't, what uh, could be get a long, uh, a long ban. I mean, he's, I think he's only, he's not eligible again until June. If I remember correctly, yeah, I, but, I'd have to look that up. I'm not sure, entirely. but it, it's just you, around the corner. You're right. It, it, he is, but it's just around the corner. There's no reason you couldn't announce the next Khabib fight and get everybody amped for it. Um, I saw they just you know, announced uh, Cormier versus Stipe, too. That's going to be yeah, awesome. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, that, that took way too fucking long to happen. Um, I wanted to see Stipe fight you know, again. Um, I enjoy seeing Cormier fight. Like That motherfucker is, is everybody's UPS father is, out there. Yeah, is he, he's 40 now, right, Cormier? Boy, I, I don't even How know. How old is he? I, I don't even know, but he keeps winning. So every time I shit on him, he keeps winning, and uh, and he's entertaining as fuck in his interviews, press conferences, everything. Um, I think he'll be a great announcer after it's all yeah. over. Oh, but yeah. I, I, but I'm excited about that fight. But, you know, these little fights in between, I just can't get my dick up for him, dude. Um, no, same. I, uh, B, BJ Penn is is lobbying pretty hard to try to get Connor to fight Cerrone, but I, don't, I mean I don't think anybody gives a fuck what BJ Penn says on the subject. I'm I'm guessing that's a pretty I'm guessing a lot of people want to see that. 
Like I, I, and I don't know what, yes, what that I, matchup's I, I gonna look like, but it'll be fun. I think it'll be a fun matchup. It'd be a blast, and and like I'm all there for it. And I like Cowboy Throne. I just want to see him fight somebody fucking exciting like a Conor McGregor, and then boom, like because uh, Cowboy Throne's great, man. Um, he's a rad fucking dude. I just want to see a big, big fight. Um, and I, I look, I know Cowboy Throne lobby for it too. He wanted the fight with Conor McGregor uh, before this one, and he got forced to take on this this fucking guy he, he beat on Saturday, and it's like. All right, cool, man. Let's just come together and and just put the best matches on, and then shit. I I'll talk about it all goddamn day long. We went to the last McGregor fight in Vegas, um, and that was a blast. Uh, Connor, you know, uh, Connor versus uh, Khabib. That was fucking awesome. There was some great undercards in that fight. Um, I just want to see bigger superstars fighting again, and uh, yeah, man. Uh, that that's kind of where I'm at. I shit. I would have even been fine with Brock Lesnar coming back. He's retired now, which is why Cormier is, you know, fighting Stipe again because he was supposed to fight uh, Brock Lesnar. But I'm imagining Brock Lesnar just said, look, man, I can't get off the fucking juice and I'm not going to stop injecting. So you can go fuck yourself. That's my guess. But I don't know. Um, but we look, yeah. we, we love the UFC and we love boxing. Uh, you take Saturday night's fight, for example. Um, look. Canelo, yes, is, is the guy in boxing right now. He is the most exciting in the sport. He's the biggest draw. Signed a $350 million deal with, with uh, that app. What is it? Dazen, which is the worst name for an app yeah. maybe in the history of man. D-A-Z-N. What the fuck is that? Why would you I, name? I don't know. I don't know. Um, it, it, awful name for an app. Anyways, he signed a 15-fight, $350 million deal. The last... I was at the God. I was at the Mayweather fight that he fought. Um, wow, I don't know how many fucking years ago that was. Um, but I, you know, I got to see him fight in person. Mayweather housed him, um, Canelo, and uh, and now Canelo's the guy. And you know, the guy he fought, he fought Jacobs on Saturday night. We watched the fight. Jacobs missed the way, and there was a, a contractual thing where. You know, he wasn't allowed to come in over 170 the day after weigh-in in the morning, and he came in at, what, 173 and a half, and he got fined $250,000 per pound. So he yeah. lost so a million dollars, dollars uh, on that, and it ended up not being for the belt. They fought anyways. Canelo won. It was a pretty good fight, but, like, dude, what the fuck are you doing, man? You come in four pounds over? Like, I get it. His purse, he, he made $10 million. But you're still losing a million dollars because you can't keep your weight under control in the morning? Like, the fuck is that? Like, again, it's another black eye for that sport where you're just like, Jesus Christ, get it together, man. Um, And then Canelo, to me, like, after watching that Mayweather fight and he just got dismantled by him, and I truthfully thought that Triple G beat him twice. I don't think either of those decisions were correct. Um, that's That's what I have the hardest part with with boxing right now that's your biggest superstar and uh yeah. and he you know he really isn't that big of a superstar to me where mayweather was a boring goddamn fighter but he was entertaining as shit as a human you know coming in and out of the ring and all that other bullshit that went along with him and he, i was watching the mayweather fight just to watch him get knocked out just to watch him lose and he never fucking lost uh whereas canelo i've already seen him lose I, what i feel like three times um but you know the record will say otherwise and uh, the fact that that's the guy right now, I want to see Wilder versus uh, what's his nuts over in England. Um, blanking on his name, but uh, that's the only you know heavyweight fight out there that I want to see. 
But that's not happening right now. And they're both with two different, you know, people with Showtime and that other bullshit. So I don't know if that's going to happen for a while. So boxing's kind of dead to me. Um, Bellator's been fun to watch, man. Even those old fights. You know, uh, fucking Sonin's going to fight again. Yeah, I saw that. That's going to be pretty <laughs> bad. I mean, he's been he's been out for a bit. I know, but I like seeing shit like that. I, you know, Matt and I talked about this uh, last week where uh, that that uh, Chuck Liddell fight versus Tito Ortiz. You know, look, Chuck, Chuck Liddell got knocked out and, and Dana White was kind of pissed because he's like, look, he should never be in the ring. Everybody's point, including Matt and I's, was like, look, that fight was going to happen no matter what, even if they were going to do it at a fucking county fair in Nevada. So you might as well let him fight and put it on TV. Um, but like, look, I, I enjoy seeing shit like that too. But I, I want the superstars. I want the big people back, brother. That's what I'm looking for in this life. So if you want to get me off in UFC and, and boxing, let's bring the superstars out to play. Yeah. Well, the UFC's got a big problem right now, I think, because these other fight leagues are starting to get on TV and shit, and people are realizing that, like, I can watch uh, some of these guys in UFC fight, and nobody's really knocking anybody out on a regular basis, or I can go watch somebody like our buddy Ryan Bader and Bellator fucking destroy dudes. Like every two months, I know because he's he knocks motherfuckers out, dude. And he, not, uh, he knocks motherfuckers honestly, out. And he that, gets paid. He gets paid too. Yeah, that's the sport to me. So if you were uh, like, let's say you're a, a huge baseball fan, um, and another league popped up where everybody's still throwing mid nineties, everybody's still hitting fucking bombs, but in this case, they're throwing uh, high nineties and they're hitting fucking five hundred footers. Which game are you going to watch? To me, I watch the more exciting game. Same. And I'm not saying that happens overnight. It takes time for shit like that to happen. And it's kind of what happened with the, uh, the, the NBA and uh, American Basketball Association merger back in the day. Like, they realized the NBA, one, had more money and had, you know, the better talent. So let's move our guys over and merge these leagues. I don't know. I, I don't know if there's some kind of merger in MMA coming in the future between Bellator and, and UFC and those guys or if they get too big or... Uh, if UFC gets so big, they ha- end up having to buy them or something. I don't, I don't know what that looks like, but the UFC is not exciting to me lately. Honestly, yeah, it's not. Yeah, and uh, you know, I know Kevin Hart's league starts next week. That uh, that PFL, and that's also on ESPN as well. Um, I wonder yeah. if they're going to start treating these like minor leagues, where you know they end up buying out contracts for the best people or uh, vice versa. I remember, you know, Ryan Bader was obviously on our show. And when we talked to him about it, he was like, yeah, man, I, I had a buyout offer from UFC, but they just couldn't offer me the amount of money that Bellator yeah. was, was paying. So I wonder how that's going to work out in the future. What I do like is that there's more competition. You can see motherfuckers getting knocked out because that's, that's what I love about fighting in general. Yeah. And that's, both in boxing that's and the UFC. thing with, uh, yeah, that's the thing with UFC now. Uh, they're going to have to start figuring out ways to make their product more exciting and more appealing to other people. Also, and, and we know this now because we've, We've spoken to to Ryan Bader and a couple other guys who are uh, over in Bellator. Bellator is for these guys who are uh, like legit are shelling out more money than the UFC in a lot of cases. Like the UFC thinks its brand is so strong they can lowball fighters because they want to be part of the UFC. Well, I got bad news for you, guy. Bellator is on TV now too. They're getting sponsorships, and if this guy who's an up and comer or a mid mid grade guy or something like that can make ten times more on a fucking just because it's a smaller market, what the fuck does he care? Yeah, he doesn't, man. And, and you know, Ryan Bader told us that. He was just like, yeah, yo, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm content and I'm making money and it's awesome. And 
you know, they promote me and build my name and all that shit. So yeah, we'll see how it all shakes out in the end. But uh, competition's a good thing, I think, in my opinion. Uh, what do you think about the XFL? I saw they just signed a mega deal with, uh, with ESPN and Fox. Do you think this has yeah. any shot at catching on against real football? Um, I think now it might. Uh, I think they're a couple years too late, though. Um, during all the hubbub about the anthem and all that bullshit, they probably could have done something. But now, I don't know. I mean, the, the American football or AAF or whatever the fuck that was, uh, th- one, they didn't have any money. And two, they weren't on fucking TV except for local television. Like that, yeah. that should be, if you're starting a sports league, uh, and you're going to invest three hundred million fucking dollars into it. Make sure you get some like legit national TV contracts first, because otherwise you're going to fail immediately, which is what they did. Uh, so, you know, I the fact that the XFL has got these TV contracts up front, that is good. Uh, are the McMahon still owners of that whole thing? Yeah, yeah. Vince McMahon owns that shit. So you know, so, he signed I massive mean, TV deals, so he'll be fine the first yeah. year. Uh, and I, I would imagine all those people from the AAF those players will slide over to that league and uh, there could be some decent competition. Um, I think to me personally, it depends on when you air it. I, 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 you can't air it during the fall, obviously. Um, I think it's, it's gotta yeah. be a spring or summer type of thing. But uh, to me, look, I watched a couple of those AAF games. I just didn't give a shit. Um, I want to see the best yeah. of the best. And right now the best of the best are in the NFL. Uh, these other guys are, are playing for, contracts in second place and all this other shit and look god love them but that's a minor league system to me it's not the best yeah, foot, it, football that we can watch one two i enjoy watching college football i like kids that are playing you know for a shot at the nfl and you're seeing the best of what you could possibly see on the field and uh i don't know man I, to me if the xfl's on you know in a mexican restaurant or at a carabas or something uh, you know, and I'm pissed off at my wife. Yeah, I'll glance up at it, but <laughs> maybe I'm, it'll become like Chive TV, where it's just on in the background. No one has a subscription <laughs> to this; it's just on in the background everywhere you go. Yeah, man. So I, that's that's my full honesty about how I feel about it. But you know, God bless the people that do like it. Shit, uh, go out and support it. Um, Vince McMahon will try to make make exciting shit of it. I, I know that for a fact. Um, speaking of exciting shit, we got another game seven tonight, D'Anthony. Oh man. It's, Dallas. It's been the season of fucking game sevens. I, I feel like the entire NHL playoffs have been game sevens and it's been pure magic. Uh, look, I was surprised about that Carolina sweep, by the way. I mean, that um, was crazy. Man, they're on fucking fire right now. They really are. Uh, just before we get onto the two game sevens, um, so Carolina's moved on, and now the Bruins have also moved on. Correct, uh, and they're going to be they're going to be playing each other uh, yeah. in the Eastern Conference Finals uh, in yep. the West again tonight. We got the Game Seven: Dallas at St. Louis. Who you got in this one? Oh man, you know, honestly, I got to tell you, dude. After watching uh, the last couple of games, uh, I really feel like I feel like Dallas had this fucking series, like. <laughs> they really had it, and then losing Game Six was uh, fuck. You can't lose Game Six at home, dude. That's no, fucked up. No, um, I, yeah. I I gotta t- I gotta say I think the um, I think the Blues are probably gonna win now. It's just a momentum thing. Um, same it, man. It's just how it goes in hockey. Yeah, and a Game Seven at home, man. That place is gonna be going bug fuck. Uh, yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Blues as well. Um. 
Man, I, but I'm with you, man. I, Dallas should have won this series. I, I think that they played better. And, uh, you know, that, it's momentum, man. That shit happens. Uh, I'm definitely going to be watching tonight, obviously. There's nothing I love more in this life than a game seven. Yeah, and, that's, and then tomorrow that's, is the uh, Avalanche and Sharks, another game seven. Yeah, brother. <laughs> Who do you got in that one? It's fucking crazy. Uh, I'm going to take the Sharks in this one. Uh, they've actually... It, Home it's team. Interesting. They've... Yeah, they've traded off games all all, all series. It's it's uh, re- regardless of home or away, it's been one 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 one. Like nobody's won back to back games yet. Right. Um, but the Sharks are have just won. They won a big fucking game six to stay alive, and I think they're going to carry that momentum over and win at home again. It's a uh, home games in the fucking in the NHL on game seven uh, are fucking wild as shit. I mean, it's yeah. wild as fucking there, yeah. and those guys are going to be amped up. I think the Sharks got have legs uh i also think that carolina's got a really good shot to win the uh the eastern conference finals over there by the way i picked them in uh the stanley cup finals so i hope so my man um with the avalanche sharks baby sharks do 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 baby no we're not doing that i'm actually going to take colorado on this um i i think you know, based on that last series, because it was uh, Vegas Golden Knights that went uh, seven games, that was also uh, at San Jose for that game seven. Look, Vegas was housing them the entire game before that fucking awful penalty call. I mean, they were up three to nothing all the way through the third. I don't know that the, that the home momentum means all that much for the Sharks, and I think the Avalanche are going to take this one. So I'm going to go with Colorado on this one. Um, yeah, that's a good pick. I mean, we'll see. I just think that the uh, crazy shit like that happening and winning when you're not supposed to lionizes people sometimes. They're like, oh, shit, we can't lose. You know what I mean? Like, we, we've been here before that whole fucking bullshit. So we'll see what happens. I think uh, I think it's going to be a really fucking good game either way. Yeah, it would just, to me, it would look, it would have to be two in a row for, for San Jose. Not that they haven't done it before, but I just, I don't, I don't, I just don't believe in this team that much. You ever see... You know, these teams during the playoffs, regardless of what sport it is, that you're just like, man, you just keep lucking out. You just keep inching along and barely surviving. One of these days, it's going to cost you, and I think it's going to cost them tomorrow night. And I've got, uh, I've got Colorado. But either way, man, two game sevens back to back. How lucky are we? Um, and again, bet with us or against us on mybookie.com. Promo code Drinking Bros, 100 to 3,000 doubles your deposit. Tonight, we got a 2 2 series in the NBA. Philadelphia, the Illadel, um, against Toronto. This has been a fun series to watch. I've enjoyed this one. Yeah, uh, it has been really fun. I like it. Uh, it's uh, honestly, though, I think it's all futile. I, I don't think any of these teams can beat the Bucks, but we'll get to get to that in a second. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. But you know, first, I want to, I want, I want your pick on the Philadelphia versus Toronto tonight. Man, you know, God damn, this has such been such a fucking weird series so far. No, uh, like there's there's no consistency from either side at all. So uh, both teams have lost games at home already. Um, the, there have been a couple of close games and a couple of not close games. I mean, yeah. there's no nothing consistent about anything that's happening here. But if I have to go with someone, Joel Embiid's sick right now, and I believe in the uh, the the superstar sickness performance thing i think he's gonna come out and blow it the fuck up in toronto tonight all right um so, you're going so i'm gonna go with the sixers to steal this one. i'm actually um 
I don't even have to really say the name of the team. I, all I can, all I really have to say is, <laughs> and you know I'm talking about Kawhi Leonard. I'm. By the I, way, if you guys out there in, in the universe <laughs> haven't heard Kawhi Leonard laugh, just go to Google right now and type in Kawhi Leonard laughing. Uh, it's, and it's, it's it's exactly what I'm doing. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Just watch it on repeat for the next 12 hours. If this sounds annoying in your car, just know that this is a human who laughs like this in real life. and A human with a family. Yeah, it will, it'll shock your mind. But this human with a family has been torching it, this playoff series. I mean, just this is, this is one of the best playoff runs of any player uh, in the history of the NBA. So much so, in fact. So I'm, I'm going with Toronto tonight at home. Uh, so much so, in fact, there was even a debate about it on ESPN this morning. Is Kawhi more clutch than, clutch than Kobe? Which, you know, R- Jason Williams walked off the set. Uh, yeah. That, that's the craziest shit on the planet to me. But Kawhi Leonard is playing at a fucking unbelievably high level right now. And it is impressive to watch, man. Um, so props to him. But uh, it's Max Kellerman. You've lost your fucking mind, bro. Kobe's well, got five, just, five rings. Wait. Wait, just calm down. First of all, uh, Kawhi Leonard's only 27 years old, and he does have a ring and uh, and a Finals MVP. So I, it's not that far of a stretch. You're getting super amped up over there, but it's not that far of a stretch, particularly when the data backs up what Kellerman is saying. Because in clutch situations, which is usually last two minutes of the game within five points, I think are what they usually cons- uh, how the NBA classifies clutch. Kawhi Leonard is way better than Kobe is, efficiency-wise and and uh, volume-wise. Who, who so, do you take that, if you're a GM? Then, like, if I'm pick, if I'm starting a new team right now, I'm I'm picking Kobe Bryant because I don't think Kawhi Leonard's got the killer instinct. I don't think he motivates the people around him that much. I think he makes the people around him better for sure. Yeah, but I don't think he's not the guy. He's not uh, Ray Lewis in the fucking huddle. You know what I mean? And that's right. the guy right. I I would rather have Kobe, who's gonna fucking like he believes in his skills so much, and you hear him now in this new series on ESPN talking about stuff. He believes in his skills so much that he's not in any way afraid of talking to younger kids about that or saying, "Hey, this is a game plan I think will work. Let's do this." But he never did it in a way that totally alienated his coach like LeBron James does. Like he's, I think Kobe Bryant is probably, uh, I mean, he's definitely one of the top five players in NBA history. But to me, as a teammate. Even though that whole bullshit with Shaq went down, I think he's probably one of the better teammates out there as well. Just not not necessarily because he's a great human being or that bullshit, but because of what he did to elevate everybody. You know what I mean? Like that those two teams he won titles with after Shaq. Oh man, I don't even know how competitive they would be in this league right now. Um, like they had yeah. some good pieces and stuff, but other than him, dude, that was kind of like a fucking. It was a, a hodgepodge of talent. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was it was a strange one. That was kind of before the super teams and shit like that got together. But yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 but yeah I would never pick Kawhi Leonard over all right, Kobe. I'm just checking. I mean, if if I'm if it was the the last shot of the game, I might pick him. Yeah, uh, of yeah. one particular game, but yeah. that's not the same thing, right? Not me. Nope, not me. I'm all Kobe all day long. Uh, love love Kobe being Bryant on this show. Don't you ever fucking deface his name, you sick son of a bitch. <laughs> Um, next up, we got the this Portland Denver series is the forgotten series that I don't that, care about that, this that man has forgotten about. And who, who? All right, let me ask you this: Who is the third man on the moon? 
I don't know. Me neither. And neither I, does anybody I, else. No, nope. and, and nobody knows who's going to win this series or play in this series or nobody cares. Um, <laughs> I, I enjoy watching Dame Lillard play, and it's fine when he's on, just not against Denver. I don't – this Denver team, you know, when you have your best player who's a white seven-foot Shrek, like, athlete – uh, I just I can't get into it. I know the Joker is a great player. I just can't fucking get into this series whatsoever. I just want it to be over. In my opinion, the the the, the championship is going on in the Western Conference right now with Golden State versus Houston. This other game I, is this is the XFL to me. This Portland Denver series. So I'm not even gonna pick a winner for tonight's game. I don't want you to bet on this game. I, I don't no, want you, definitely I don't does. want you to care about this game. It's on at ten thirty if you're on the East Coast. I want you to sleep. I want you to get some nice REM tonight and know that you don't have to watch this fucking thing. I know the other game was in four overtimes the other night. I watched it. Um we watched endless miss game winners over and over and over yep. again. I can't get into this thing, so I'm not gonna fucking pick it. Uh the the Warriors Houston series though has been absolutely incredible. Two two all four games decided by under six points. Like, fuck me. This has been good. James yeah, this Harden, is a great series so far. James Harden. I want to see him every time he leaps into someone during a three-point shot. I think that he has to overtake their body and live as them, just like Quantum Leap. Like, just live out their life. I'm so sick of seeing that fucking shitty jumper to draw a foul on a three-pointer. I hate it. I hate it. And I think it's affected this series uh, like last night, there was about three of those calls that he got that I was like, no fucking way. Um, I just hate that shit. That's not a natural movement for a three-point shot. Uh, you can take that shit home. I, I don't know who's going to win this series, though, man, because Curry looks like shit to me. He had a decent game last night, but like, you know, he couldn't hit anything down the stretch whatsoever. Uh, who do you think ends up pulling out this Warriors-Houston series? Look, before this, we would have said Warriors all goddamn day long. But, like, dude, even the halftime show last night, Charles Barkley is picking the Milwaukee Bucks to win the championship. All Here's, uh, yeah, we can get into that. So uh, I think the Warriors will win the series. I think you're right in a, in a way about the final being played. I think it's the Western Conference finals being played in the series with, uh, yeah. with Houston and Golden State for sure because neither one of – those other teams are going to beat these guys, uh, either one, like Houston or Golden State. Uh, I don't know if anybody can beat the Bucks right now. They're fucking, I mean, goddamn, dude. I, I Honestly, the amount of fucking progress that Andrew Cumbles has made over the last fucking year and a half is fucked. I mean, he's like, it give, if he wins a title this year, to me, he's the best player in the NBA. Yeah, and um, look, uh, and Shaq has said he was he's way better than me than I was at that age, and he's just like the guy is fucking unbelievable, and he's right, man. I mean, some of these dunks, he's he's taking off like a step, just a step inside the free throw line, and you're not in a fucking slam dunk competition. I mean, you're in a real goddamn game. What he's doing right now is unbelievable to watch. Um, I think, I think he. he I think they'd take some heat for this. They play in Milwaukee, which is obviously not a big market. And um, there's not another superstar player with him. It's kind of him and Bledsoe right now, uh, which is, uh, look, Bledsoe is a fine player, but Jesus Christ. Imagine if you put him with like a, let's say somebody gritty, like a Kemba Walker, a younger guy like that, or man, 
uh, alive. I don't know if those guys could be beaten. That kid is fucking incredible. I think, yes, Milwaukee absolutely steamrolls into the finals. Um, and, uh, but I don't know who they play. I don't know if Houston can pull this out. Um, right now it's a, it's a coin toss for me with Houston. And, it really is. I mean, and the Warriors, the Warriors look super tired, dude. The, I, this is the most tired and this is the most minutes they played in a series as a group. The, uh, the Hampton five, uh, yeah. ever, uh, it's, I think KD is averaging like 44 minutes a game or some shit right now. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, and they can't keep that up forever. There's no way. I don't care. Like Kerr's like, yeah, they're in really good shape and blah, blah, blah. I don't care how good of shape you are in. There's no fucking way you can keep that up indefinitely. Yeah. And you know, it's, I always look at it when they say, you know, well, Boogie Cousins is, I was like, motherfucker, they shouldn't have five starting all-stars anyways on this team. So shut the fuck up. Like if you, to me, if you beat this team and you're Houston, look, you beat the best team maybe ever assembled. Um, to me, I think there's a, a, a bigger factor at play. I see Kevin Durant getting more and more frustrated at during timeouts to other players and shit. I think I think he's gone, man. I think he's gone after this. I think they'll be, they'll be lucky to eke out one more title here just based on the chemistry of the team. Because let's face it, on paper, nobody should beat the goddamn Warriors. You have three of the best natural shooters in in the history of the NBA on one team. I don't care that Boogie Cousins is out. That shouldn't fucking matter when you have three guys that are capable of dropping 50 points on any given night. I just think that there is some little hitch in their chemistry on this KD contract situation that if it seems like he wants out of there, they just want this season to be over as fast as possible. And we've all been yep. a part of shit like this in real life, you know, at a job you're not happy with or whatever. Or, or, you know, school where you're just like, man, I just want to go on spring break. Get the fuck out of here. That's what it feels like to me. I think Katie realizes how important it is to win a title, but I wouldn't be shocked if in the next two games he took them over himself because of how shitty Steph Curry has looked. And Clay Thompson hasn't been that great either. No, and somebody uh, uh, this morning mentioned a really good reason for uh, like Clay Thompson's not a volume shooter. He's not. He's the third option on the team, so he doesn't get the shot that people like Curry and Durant will get to shoot themselves out of a slump. So you, that, I think that's why you see him streakier than than usual. Although I did hear something interesting this morning. Um, well, I've heard a couple of interesting things this morning. One is that Kyrie is like seriously considering going to the Lakers. That's something I heard this morning. Really? Yes. Um, I think that is a fucking great idea. I think that's exactly what he should do. I don't know why the fuck uh, LeBron didn't lobby for that in the first place. That should have been the first, like, hey, trade some of these guys and bring this guy that I know I can win with because I beat fucking a 73-win team with him before over here to the Lakers and let's build the team around that, not just me. But uh, I that's what I've heard, that he's seriously considering that. And as far as Durant goes, he's going to New York or the Clippers. There's no way I think at this point that he stays in Golden State. Yeah, I, I, I think you know, I, I think I, I, I don't know. Gut feeling, I, I think New York. The Kyrie Irving thing is really interesting because yeah, I, I wouldn't have said that before, but he, you know, he reached out this season and apologized to LeBron and said, "Hey, man, I was wrong. It's fucking hard to lead a team." The other thing about this, and I, and this is this is going to sound completely fucking strange. Uh, but go with me on this. I think the Celtics are actually a better team without Kyrie Irving. Last year, when they, you know, Hayward was hurt and um, uh, Kyrie was hurt, and it was just those young kids, 
Their young nucleus is so goddamn good that I think if you just let them develop and play on their own, they all look kind of frustrated that Kyrie is on the team and that Gordon Hayward is there. Like, um, to me, the Celtics maybe go ball out this summer, trade for fucking uh, Anthony Davis, uh, build it around that young team that's already there, and then, um, I yeah, Kyrie to the Lakers, man. I, I'd say it's that's a plausible thing, actually. I'm not. I don't, gonna, I don't I'm know not going to shoot that down. A, no, does he have an opt out this year, or is he? Is he? I mean, they could still trade him. They're, the Lakers still have a couple of you know good guys that they could bring over to the Celtics too to to add to the Anthony. Da- I think they're. I also agree that they're going to try to go after Anthony Davis, the Celtics. Um, it, it's the smart move for them because, again, I think they should move Hayward and get Anthony Davis or something or, or do something because Hayward's just like. He belongs in a small market. He doesn't belong in Boston, frankly. That's no offense to the guy, but that's just where he needs to be. And Kyrie Irving's had the worst three-game stretch of his playoff career, Yeah, his storied playoff career. So I can tell people are frustrated there. I, again, I heard it this morning. I would not at all be surprised to find out after the season that Kyrie Irving's been traded to the Lakers. Um, I, I, think he, again, I, I believe he's an unrestricted free agent, so I think he can just, oh, shit. I think he can just go, but uh, you know, I'll double-check that. Um, and but, they have room for two max guys, right? The Lakers? If I'm oh, not yeah. Mistaken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they, so they could bring in Kyrie Irving and somebody else. Like, I mean, theoretically, they could bring in him and Kevin Durant if they wanted to. If they wanted oh, yeah, to spend the money. Yeah. If, they, if they wanted to. I just I don't think there's no fucking way yeah. he wants to play with them. Yeah. But, Pro- uh, probably not. I mean, I, I again, I think uh, I've said this a couple times in the show before. I My thinking is Durant and uh, Kawhi Leonard are going to end up together in the, at the Clippers. Um, if, that, I think, uh, if that happens, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be fucking, uh, that'll be an interesting team because neither one of those guys are like natural vocal leaders at all. They both just play. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see who stepped up and led the team from a vocal standpoint. Um, but at any rate, back to the Warriors, they have to prioritize. I don't think they have uh, any shot at all of keeping Durant right now, just based on the way he looks. Maybe if they have some incredible final series where they just like light everybody up or something happens, I don't know. But this whole season, they've looked lethargic. Uh, and I don't think they have the ability to keep Durant at this point. So I frankly think they should be in Clay Thompson's ear right now. Like, hey, here's your max contract. Actually, he's eligible for a super max for a $200 million contract. That's what he should get. Yeah, and I, look, I think the I think Golden State gives it to him. I don't think Clay Thompson wants to go anywhere, man. I think him and Curry are boys. They were lucky to get Durant. And uh, now, you know, fuck it, move on, dude. Uh, both of them were, were lights out. And uh, I think I, I think uh, I think Curry, you know, convinces Clay to stay. I think he stays. I think KD's out of there. And um you know, Anthony Davis definitely gets traded, but to who is the question? I, I think the Celtics would be the, the most natural fit based on all the young talent they have in the in the extra draft picks. But we'll see. Yep. Uh, either way, man, we got a, another fun week of sports ahead, man. This game seven is going to be awesome tonight. I'm super stoked about it, D'Anthony. This was fun, brother. Yeah, this was fun. Hey, there's some uh, there's some stuff to keep your eye on. By the way, one Tony Romo is trying to play professional golf. Uh, that's not going to happen, friend. Uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, the other thing is uh, uh, JPP is out for the season with a broken neck, apparently in a single car accident. Yeah, um, early in the morning. You, 
Yeah, you'll remember he uh, he had a little incident with his hand in a firecracker a couple of years ago. So it's not been all that great for him with the uh, single person incidents. He may want to calm the fuck down. Yeah, man, I uh, that guy's had a uh, an awful set of luck. But uh, look, he plays on what Tampa Bay. It's not like the yeah. It's the, not going to matter. Yeah, Buccaneers aren't going to win a championship anyways. So no. Nope. Either way, D'Anthony, it's fun, man. Uh, I'll be texting it tonight during the game seven. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Again, mybookie.com doubles your deposits from 100 all the way to 3,000 with the promo code Drinking Bros. And sign up uh, for our private Facebook group, uh, Drinking Bros Sports. Why is it private? That way you can talk as much shit as you want. Nobody's going to judge you, and your coworkers don't know you're fucking around at work. For D'Anthony Holloway, I'm Ross Patterson. We're the Drinking Bros. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone.